Root Insurance puts you in control. Root is a new type of car insurance that uses the sensors in your smartphone to look deeper than other insurers. Here's how it works. Download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior, like turning and braking, and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate, meaning good drivers could save hundreds. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with April Pearson. Hello curious fuckers. I'm Reed and I'm Florence and together we're come curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram, every Thursday we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks and the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Welcome, April. Hi, thanks for having me. We're so excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm really excited. excited. I'm actually fangirling. Stop, yes. you're yeah. fangirling Wait, over what? us. We're doing the same to you. I follow both of you and I know a lot about you, I'll be honest. Yay. No way. Yeah. You do post a lot of stuff up there. There's like a lot of stuff to know. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to know. <laughs> Florence, Maybe. I know a lot about your intimate area. Um, in recent days. Oh, um, oh yeah, oh yeah. The, the, you know, the smell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Smells and shaving. And read your your green lederhosen. I mean, oh my green leather lederhosen. I'm oh, so chuffed yeah. with those. This smells so fucking good. Wow. Mm. So there you go. We actually met you like how long? It must have been like over a year ago when oh, you were doing your that. play. Was it? Yeah. Your play threesome, which yeah. is rather fitting. Yes, we absolutely love threesome. It was it was a really clever format with three people involved. We were yeah, it was it was really nice to see see you in a play and something like a play about that was so open about sex and um, Mm -hmm. very honest as well. A lot of people think of threesomes as being this crazy um, fetish, this fantasy that goes like really well and it doesn't it doesn't have to be like that it doesn't always go like that like yeah. there's a lot of reality that's involved of like awkward positioning and yeah there's a, there was it was interesting an interesting take on the concept Thanks. so for everyone that doesn't know april could you tell us a little bit about yourself i am um, i really struggle with the like i'm an actor thing <laughs> mm-hmm. because like i feel like if i haven't done any acting then am i but uh, I suppose, yes. Yeah. So I suppose everyone will know, um, everyone who would know, would know me from a TV show called Skins, which I did when I was 17. Quite a and big TV show. Not, not. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite big, really. I, I Every, mean, everyone watched it. It was it was pivotal <laughs> at the time that we were. We I mean, were girls, you up. are the the definite demographic, let's be honest. Yeah. So, the, yes. it, was, it was having where said we that, though, there are so many from. people finding it now. Like, there are young girls yeah. coming to me, and part of the reason why I really wanted to be part of this show and, and come on here is because people are still finding the show and having mm-hmm. formative experiences at like mm-hmm. a young age because of skins so wow yeah well skins was basically you guys were our age we were all the same age and you were going through the same things and it was something to like look up to and a lot we were going through that sexual stage in our life where it was about sex and drugs and intimacy and school and drama um and so i just remember like running home from school to watch it and being like oh my god this is so cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was so cool I it mean, was if so you look cool. back on it now, you're like, ooh, not as cool as I remember. But... <laughs> yes, yeah, the, the age of time. Um, yeah, yeah. It was definitely a pivotal moment in, uh, I think, many of our sex lives. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, it's actually on Netflix now as well, which is probably why people are discovering it now. Yeah, all yeah. of it, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's so worth a watch. If you have not watched Skins, you have to, and watch it from the beginning. Because yeah. the first two series are the best. The I'll original. Yeah. The <laughs> OG, are. yeah. But you've also been doing a really amazing IGTV series on Instagram that I've seen recently. I, yeah. I just think they are so good. It's like, uh, so So the series is called I Michelle from Skins because mm-hmm. uh, I was trying to think, like, obviously everyone was doing stuff in lockdown to try and, you know, stay creative and, and open conversations. And, and for me, it's what I get asked, I would say, on average, once a day. 
So sometimes wow. multiple times, still now when I'm 31. Really? Wow. That's yeah, actually yeah. insane. But I think also I do look quite similar to how I did yeah. when I was in the show. So mm-hmm. like mm. I, I don't look completely different. So, um, and often people come up to me and they're like, God, I really recognise you from somewhere. Like, yes. Oh, did we go to school together? Yeah. Like, no, I went to school with you, but you didn't go to school with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I think uh, I actually saw someone from Skins on the tube once, and I was looking at her like, I, I'm sure I know you. Like, but in real life, I was like, I'm sure I've met you before. Yeah, it's that really that, weird feeling. And you never, because yeah. you're like, I recognise you so much, and then you end up staring, and like, I, I'm sure, <laughs> I, and and then you're like, don't stare because then that just kind of, yeah, freaks so people out. Kind of, rude yeah just like have a conversation that's my favorite though is when someone's really trying to figure it out they're like they're just sort of intently like what why how do i know you yeah and then it's the recognition and they're like oh shit yeah that's that girl from skins yeah and then it's like what do i do do i (laughs) do i like she obviously knows i've been staring at her and now i know it's her or do i just ignore it and just carry on walking and carry on with my day so anyway, I started the show in lockdown because I wanted to have conversations with other people, other creatives who had had that same experience. Mm. And it's been so cathartic for me. It's literally been like therapy. I have never addressed so many of the issues that I've had, like, you know, bubbling under the surface for the best part of a decade. Mm-hmm. Um more than I have with talking to people who relate to me, shocker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just been so interesting talking to uh, primarily in the first series it was all actors because obviously that was my safe zone and I knew how to like speak to people who are in the same industry as me and Mm, um, yeah it's been the way that other people have looked at their experience has literally directly and affected how I look back on my own experience it's just been the most amazing thing ever yeah Mm. so so good I love that though when you turn something that's a negative into a positive that actually helps you and other people I mean that's that's basically what we've done throughout our whole lives really it's like mental health and body issues and sex and as soon as you take ownership of it that's the thing for me I never really I was kind of was like scared of being like yeah is me yeah Yeah. hi like let's have a photo (laughs) or like talk to me about why it was such an important part of your life like Mm -hmm. until I, I I've been owning so many other things that uh I've always been like oh no I like I've got curly hair or whatever it is yeah and it's been it's just yeah it's like a light bulb and I can't believe I've waited until I'm 31 to be dealing with this stuff I feel like 30 is like the realization stage where you're just like oh I can't wait to get to that point later girls because that is 100 I'm sure you're going to ask me stuff about aging and sex and that's like (laughs) let's go let's do it okay so this episode is going to be slightly different to our usual format because we have such a special guest obviously so we've got our celeb format for everyone and we're so excited to um launch this format and i'm so glad that april you are first yes i'm so excited too and i feel like it's such a fitting combo this first guest because Mm. i have such a kind of i'm so synonymous with something that was the first time you would ever have seen a certain act or a sex act yes. or teenagers yeah. doing things that they were doing at yeah. that time. So I feel like this is actually a really good mm. collab. You it's were like opening up the conversation. Mm-hmm. Breaking us in. Oh, God. okay. <laughs> Here we go. So let's talk about sex then. So April, what was your experience growing up with sex and sex education how do you feel like you started educating yourself about it it's so hard to not answer that question with a with my head on my shoulders now and to like take myself back to how I like how I saw it and viewed it and was taught it when I was younger so I suppose I mean the first thing to say is I went to a girls school Mm -hmm. so Ah, that is so did I yeah (laughs) fucking girls in itself was um I would say probably a different approach I can't obviously speak for someone who went to a mixed school but Mm -hmm. learning about sex in the company of the opposite sex I suppose would have been different because I you know there are different genitals there um and I would say that my school dealt with 
sex in a very kind of hands-off kind of way Mm. um it was much more about the science of making babies and there was no conversation uh, other than the binary it was just men women you identify as a girl you need to be having sex with men probably when you're married and and if you're not a lawyer then get out of this school Um, but it was done with like the best intentions it was never kind of like it was you know there was it was never I don't know like we were never shamed or like told that we were bad if we fancied Mm. boys or anything like that it was kind of welcomed but never ever explored deep enough I don't think Mm. it was very it was never they never spoke about pleasure it was very much like you must use condoms or you will get pregnant or you will get STIs there was a lot of I I just remember like a lot of fear as well especially with toxic shock Uh, that terrified me and they really put a a massive emphasis on that and still to this day I still feel weird about tampons did you have the tampon lady um, probably yeah well, I remember a, a different What's person came into the lady? school the tampon lady came with like a cu- like almost like one of those anoraks where you open it and there's just like a, an arsenal <laughs> no, of tampons no, no way. honestly honestly she was there you know she taught us how to again no no alternatives it was sanitary towels or tampons there was no yeah. and like you know the menstrual cup was available back mm-hmm. then you know mm-hmm. I'm talking and the pill in the odd and the it pill was like only about the pill didn't yeah. know any other contraception yeah. methods apart from the pill and condoms that was and it. Wait, how did yeah. you go from period supplies to contraception in one second read well there you go that's, <laughs> that's, that's same diff. it's all the same it was all part yeah. of the same thing yeah. and so yeah. obviously we all went on the pill and went mental and that, and that's and yeah. we're all in the same environment we're all menstruating together because we've all synced up i mean it was oh, chaos yeah chaos Oh my god, it must have been such like a hormonal place to be. Yeah. I actually I can't I can't imagine what it would have been like in an all-girls school because I went to a mixed school and I just like I spent my school days just crushing on boys. Like oh, yeah. I would be yeah. so distracted in oh, class by oh, the real life instead. boys. The real yeah. life boys that this were in is my why, class. What what's better, like a, a mixed school or a, a same sex school? Because I spent all my whole life crushing on like teachers, which is probably just more fucked up. Oh. God, I really don't know. I actually, I haven't even opened this. I feel like this is not the kind of conversation we should be having on your podcast. <laughs> not as yeah. interesting as perhaps it should be. But I do, I'm not sure. I don't know. I really actually, yeah. I, like, I don't know. I couldn't what, answer that because I felt like I really did focus in on my, my, my subjects and my class more. But that could, it could have happened if I was in a mixed school. I don't know. I would say the one thing that I, that I remember certainly from more of my kind of, teenage part of school was not caring about my appearance at Mm -hmm. all I literally didn't Uh, care when I went to school what I looked like and when we were allowed to wear um like our own clothes and not our uniform in sick mm -hmm. form I would just turn up in like whatever I rolled Mm -hmm. home in you know and and I feel like had I been around the opposite sex or had kind of I imagine because obviously I can only speak from my experience but yeah they would have there would have been some judgment from you know the opposite sex about mm. how I was appearing yes. in school oh yeah so I would say from my experience that was kind of a luxury of mm. literally having a full face of breakout and just being like oh well yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think because our, our, our college was mixed so we went from the jump of being all girls to also having these like sixth form blokes walking around and then being unfortunately oh se- yeah sex <laughs> subjects I was in love with my first boyfriend two years before he knew I existed I like to I was a proper little stalker back then Aww. Jesus um oh, I don't know how people dealt with yeah hormonal girls back then fuck or hormonal boys really um and also, uh, when we were at school, it was it was like MySpace. Yeah, MySpace yes. was everything. Imagine. Fucking loved MySpace. But imagine I was having such a, MySpace. And MSN. So many people. Yeah, MSN yeah. and like hours and hours on MSN. Yeah, mm-hmm. every single day when I came home from school, I like ran upstairs to get on same. MSN and yeah. talk to the same people that I was with at school all day. Mm. Yeah. But behind a barrier of like this slight anonymity where it's like, yeah, you know yeah. who you are, but you're, you, you don't have your name there. You just have like your favorite lyric at the time. Oh my God, the lyrics. The lyrics. Okay, but so how old were you when you were on Skins for the first time? Because I feel like that must have been almost part of your sex education. Mm. It was my sex education. Um, <laughs> so I was 16 when I did the audition. So I think I was, I just oh, wow. turned 17 when we started shooting. 
Yeah. Wow. yeah That's so... like prime time for like learning yeah. about sex in your body as well. Yeah. Um, I can't, I mean, I say it was my education. It was more, I think it was more like, like breaking the touch barrier with people I'd never met. Yeah. That must have yeah. been so tough. Think, like sex, yeah. how, did, how did you even navigate sex scenes? Well, I, again, looking, I, now I'm looking back on it as myself. I think, mm-hmm. ooh, there were some safeguarding things that we probably could have dealt with a bit yeah. better. Um, but like my first audition with Nick, who played Tony, my boyfriend, um, I had been cast and they were still sort of trying to find an actor who had a, like a vague name so that there was at least a hook of some description for the show because we were all yeah. unknowns pretty much. Mm-hmm. And he came into audition and we literally had to, there was a scene in, I think it might be episode one or episode two, um, where we sit on the sofa and just snog for about two minutes and it's really quite awkward. It gets to the point where there's another character sat on the sofa like, <laughs> hmm. um, excuse me, um, are you going to stop now? Or And uh, they chose that scene for us to audition with each other. And I think it was... Fuck. Yeah, so I literally met him that day. And I think the reason, oh the God. reasoning, if I have to like excuse that, is because mm-hmm. they wanted to see how we were, what our chemistry was like. Yeah. And I think, for me, I don't think there was enough kind of knowledge about chemistry being non-sexual as well as yeah. sexual. Mm-hmm. So yes, okay, we could make out with each other and it looks realistic, but what's our actual chemistry like relating to each other as two people? Yeah, and actually, screen. I think yeah, exactly. Mm. So I think. I've, as an actor, I've learned so much more about chemistry since Skins because when people talk about like on-screen chemistry, in my head, I always thought, well, that means that they're good at like performing sex acts with each other. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean that like it can be a completely non-gendered relationship. It's yeah. just those two people have good chemistry. And mm. I think that's that was a weird thing. Um, and then obviously l- learning about the industry and acting and how to meet somebody for the first time and then give them a hand job under the table. <laughs> like, that is p- problematic. Like, it's yeah. very, very weird. And yes. I was 17, so let's unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's my therapist at? <laughs> Yeah, I just I, I can't I can't imagine at that age just sort of being able to go because Skins was explicit like it really went in mm-hmm. it was like the first time that we ever really saw sex as it was the awkwardness the fun like all the fumbling the awkward like being a teenager and having sex is just the most awkward experience ever and Skins showed that so yeah. well 16, 17 and getting fingered and being like this is great even though they're jabbing you you're like this is what fingering's supposed to be like it's it's <laughs> such a I mean I, I was so nervous back then I can't imagine what it must have been on camera with a crew with people that you don't know that's terrifying and it's also not really knowing how how I would be receiving that Yeah. How, so to yeah. perform it to perform enjoyment or um, or anything about like the actual act being something that I wanted, mm-hmm. yeah. I was so unaware of my own body and so unaware of what I would have liked in that moment that it was it was complete falsification. Like mm-hmm. that I was literally acting, and I think that bled into my personal life as well because I had no time to experience anything that I was like, okay, so this is actually how I like it or how I want it. Ah. So it was. I mean, I don't want to say it like took away that for me, but I suppose, where do you learn that stuff? Like, do you learn it from the partners you have when you're a teenager? Or is it Mm. from somebody that writes it down in a book or talks to you in a sex ed class? Like, you you were saying about jabbing, being jabbed during fingering practice. (laughs) Like, is that just something you have to go through? Because presumably you know that whoever's performing that act on you doesn't really know how to do it either yeah so I guess it's one of those things that you just have to I feel like I'm only just learning this shit now really (laughs) and and only because we talk about sex education and are really open to it I feel like we could have been taught these things even just as simple as something like consent and saying like oh if you don't like something it's okay to say you don't like it and you Mm. want to change it up rather than feeling that you have to almost do things that you don't want to do as a rite of passage like I have to have sex to get over this hurdle I have to be fingered in the park to get get over this Mm. hurdle and I I I hope that in the what the 20 20 years that we've 
missed out on sex education or had that it's it's changed i hope that sex ed oh it has it has there's a song i wish i could remember it but there's a song um my friend works in um sexual violence clinic and she Mm. that she told me about a song that they play to young children about my body my choice and yeah yeah and it's about anybody because obviously you know there is not to get too dark but an awful lot of grooming of young children Mm -hmm. and it's about learning from a really young age what those parts of your body are called how Mm. what you would like to refer to them as and the fact that they're yours and you can't you the only person who is allowed to give consent for people touching your body is Mm -hmm. you and funnily enough one of my friends her her niece has started using my body my choice the song in a bad way because now she's like i'm not going to brush my teeth it's my body it's my (laughs) choice you know she's i think she's five so like you know i guess parents now have to navigate the other side of that which is um, so sorry you do have to do your teeth well (laughs) it's my body my choice okay well how do i get around that that's amazing though like for for how good is that to come so far and for now that we have access to the internet and people online Mm. and as much as that there are a lot of cons then there are pros but also sex education is more accessible to people that aren't getting the right sex education all across Mm. the world um i hope that it helps people because i i I don't want it to just be life experiences and trial and error all the time i want to be able to know where i stand yeah yeah Um, Yeah. and i think most people should be able to as well and that's why you guys are so amazing I, had, I just have to say Thanks. that. Like, what you're doing is, no, it's, honestly, it's so amazing. You're using a platform that's enormous to to do that kind of thing and normalise those conversations. It's really good. Thank you. Yeah, I did want to ask if, like, being on Skins affected your personal sex life. You kind mm. of touched on that briefly. But did you, did you find it impacted you in, like, a positive or negative way? Or maybe just nothing were you able to have a sex life i imagine you were just like fighting off a lot of people because you were a sex icon for a lot of people especially around such a sad retrospective comment you were a sex sex icon (laughs) no you're still a sex icon (laughs) well i mean i have to admit you've now gone past it (laughs) yeah you were my first my first girl crush for me to be like oh wow like maybe i am a little bit gay and now i'm like i'm fully fucking queer <laughs> so thank you're you welcome, for that awakening. Reed. You're yeah, welcome. You. <laughs> um, but being, you know, going from skins and then back to school or back to education or even just like going out in a nightclub uh, where you're just like fighting off people here and there or were almost people too afraid to approach you because oh yeah because of being um, a, an a- actor. I would say I would say the latter actually. I think mm. it was a lot less. I mean, I suppose I definitely did a lot of playing into the narrative of like being the sexy one. Yeah, I 100% yeah. felt like I needed to kind of live up to that on a daily basis. Mm. And I, I, again, I would say only in the last maybe two years have I realised that that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, but, it, you know, I guess, well, I just I just think, you know, I was so kind of uh, synonymous with being the shaggable one, the one mm-hmm. that's like, you mm-hmm. know... So much of Michelle's personality and her that, character I mean, that was, was Michelle, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, if if I'm looking back on it now and I was to be part of that writing team and I was in the writer's room, I'd be like, let's see if there's another dimension to this character because why, mm. like, why, let's dial into why that's the case. Why, I mean, she, you know, there were enough reasons for me for my own backstory to be like, okay, well, she's missing a father figure, blah, blah, blah. What, like mm-hmm. all of those things that I worked on as an actor, but I would say that yeah. some of that didn't translate onto screen. And it just came off that she was like, you know, constantly on the prowl, constantly looking for a guy to verify that she was attractive. And mm-hmm. I do think that bled into my personal life for sure. And I think, did it affect my sex life? I don't think so because... I mean, there was definitely an element of being like performative at a young age. I think like I never, ever really considered the pleasure element for myself. So Mm. I suppose in a way, performing sex on screen and then performing sex in my personal life, maybe, but... I don't think I was, I I wouldn't say like I got some tips from Skins. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of leads on to our next section, which is the game changer. What was the game changer for you in your personal life? Um, I think it's growing up. I think it was 
dialing into my self-esteem. I feel like for me, sex has changed in my later, I say later life, like I'm dying, but um, (laughs) definitely I would say the game changer was getting my head around the fact that sex is also for for my pleasure. Uh And I think I do, maybe it plays into the question you asked before about whether skins had an impact on my personal sex life. Possibly I felt that it was all about the partner Mm. And and that sex was also an extension of performing in some way in like Ooh, yes. terms of acting performing. I completely agree with you yeah. there. Like all the porn I watched, it was just all performative. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really having fun. I'm mm. not really telling you how to ha- how I can have fun, but you just kind of like act like, oh my god, I love this. This is amazing. And it's like, is it? Yeah, because mm. in Skins as well, you were all about like giving. I don't remember there being much receiving. There. Yeah, but is that is that just the writers? Because we don't see a lot of receiving women receiving. Whenever I see someone going down on a mm-hmm. woman in like any movie or TV now, I'm like, oh my god, uh, yeah, an applause. Finally. Yeah, Finally. I would say it's much more commonplace now. I mean, mm-hmm. that there are shows yeah. now where I, I feel like oh, this is going to sound possibly a bit wanky, but I do feel like Skins <laughs> open the door for that kind of journey to happen. So, yeah. so shows like. Michaela Cole's I May Destroy You, period yeah, sex. Yes. There's period sex in that show. I feel like I've ne- I've not seen that. A, a man yeah. takes her tampon out, like, yeah, in a so beautiful, good. sexy way. And I was just mm-hmm. like, whoa. I mean, Fleabag, mm-hmm. to some extent, masturbation on whilst watching Barack Obama doing a speech. Like, yes. those kind of things are much more commonplace now in terms of on-screen yeah. behaviour in dealing with, like, female sexuality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if... It's the reason, like, the the fact that all of these things are now changing and they have progressed so much, is that the reason that we are only just experiencing, like, how to have good, good sex, how to communicate better? Is it because we've been on the journey, like, with the media? Or is it just something that you learn with age and it is because we're all, like, around the age of 30? It's got to be a bit of both, surely. It's I got, think so it's as got well. It's got to be so many things and so many things during your life and life experiences mm. and sexual encounters will influence how you see sex and how you have... You know, if you had a, a horrible, abusive relationship when you're younger, you might see relationships and sex as completely different as you would yeah. do now. And Or if, you, you know, you had parents that would walk around the house naked or like they were really open about talking about sex. These all these are all little things that feed into how we feel about sex now. But it just because it's a learned behaviour doesn't mean you can unlearn the negative sides of things. Mm. You know, that does that does take a lot of unpacking and, and you can have the say, sex life you love. Isn't it weird though that we are all women from different backgrounds around the same age and we're all saying the same thing? Yeah. Maybe, that's just, maybe it is just the three of us. It, maybe, maybe it's just us. <laughs> But I just think that's really a really big coincidence. And I actually think, like, I would say it's it is the same for a lot of my girlfriends. So I completely agree with you, Reid. But Mm. I would also say there is definitely something systemic that we maybe don't notice that's happening for us right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're more inquisitive. Maybe Mm -hmm. maybe we're feeling more empowered by what's going on in the world. I'm also talking from a privileged point of view as well. Being hundred percent, being white, Mm -hmm. being like middle class. Um, we will have had different education and, and different ways to talk about sex. Like if we were, any of us were in a religious school would feel differently about sex now. We might even mm-hmm. still have guilt. Um, yeah. But luckily, we'll, well, I'm uh, I'm certainly a proud slut. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you were going to say, we're was, all proud sluts. I was going to say, we're all proud <laughs> sluts. But I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Because I, hold, I have to say, on. Florence and I, back. we're, we're uh, yeah, very proud <laughs> sluts. It's like, shit, hold on. I'll, I'll be <laughs> It took, I think it took me coming out of my like long-term relationship for me to finally kind of reconnect with my body and like what good sex was. It's almost like you reach a new chapter of your life at this, at this age Mm -hmm. that allow, like it sort of just opens the book to exploration and being like, actually, I'm going to do something that's good for me rather than just be there for someone else. I want to ask you about your sex and relationship hacks. Do you have anything, any advice that you can give our listeners? Um, number one, communication. Yeah, oh baby. My God, yes. It is the sexiest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, again, there's, a, there's this weird thing where in my kind of younger relationships, 
it was so taboo to talk about previous re- relationships and experiences as in like yeah. my partners would always be like don't talk to me about it I don't want to know yeah I really don't yeah. want to I don't want to know what I, maybe it's because it was me and they thought that I'd been with lots of people because of being on telly or I don't know what but it was mm. really like a weird thing to mm-hmm. to talk about you know what i how, kind, the kind of relationships I'd had and the exceptions yeah. inc- encounters I've I had before. I've experienced that as well. Which yeah, was weird. From, from a lot of people, women and men as mm. well, I think, um, and which is really, we, I mean, we talk about the numbers game a lot, but like that, it, it's something that maybe because we weren't taught in, in at school and we have this like idea that the the less people you sleep with, the better it is. So I don't know whether it's like you're more virginal or like with men, it's like, you know, you've got that counter and you're like, yeah, I've slept with like 10 girls and everyone's like, wow, cool. You must be so great in bed. And that doesn't mean Mm. anything. Mm. Mm. It's, um, it's such a bizarre concept that I hopefully we're fading away from, especially now in our, in our thirties. We, yeah, yeah, that's, it's it's not really even, even even more than like, um, just like communicating what I like, Mm -hmm. I would say like, being honest in the lead up to a sexual encounter yeah. as in like about everything just yeah. there is nothing sexy than just being your authentic self and being loved for that and for someone to still find you sexy when you've said something that you're like oh there's no one no, no way that yeah. anyone can find me sexy after I've said that that's and, when you're going to have the deeper connections with people yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I that, think also brutal honesty. Yeah, mm. brutal brutal honesty is the sexiest mm-hmm. thing ever. So yes, like it. hack number one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I also like when I moved to Brighton, I worked in a shop that um, dealt that had like an upstairs which had sex toys in it. And, oh, nice! Um, so often, I I would be serving people who were in a kind of relationship rut, so they'd mm-hmm. often be coming in and being like, "What can yeah. we do? How can we spice things up?" And as much as I love a, a, a huge array of sex toys, and I think there are, there are places for all of that in a relationship, my first thing would be like, what's like, why are you not having good sex? Mm-hmm. So again, I suppose this also is communication, but like, I would say, don't just immediately be like, right, we need external help from another person, another mm-hmm. an, a toy. Let's like discover why we need that, and then yeah. explore that, and then talk about that, and then maybe look at bringing that into the relationship and only like in a in a way where we both feel or however many people are part of that experience how we all feel that that's something we want to do yeah Yeah. I think it needs to come from within especially when because I mean I think everyone can relate to getting to that place in a relationship where the sex kind of just stops happening as frequently but it's not really you're right it's not really a, a fix that externally like it's not an external fix is it it's mm. something that you really both have to figure out together and like whether and also some toys might not be suitable for you you might mm-hmm. buy something that's actually quite expensive get it home and then you're both playing and you're like well this doesn't work this isn't yeah, it doesn't something work. that we <laughs> we've signed up for <laughs> yeah and like what's wrong with us because this is supposed to work yeah yeah and it's, and it's not working. i've read all the reviews mm-hmm. i've seen all of the people who are enjoying themselves most of them paid and faking it but like yeah. you know <laughs> those those are those are things that are all yeah. play into the, and it's all in your mind like mm-hmm. for, for any gender you've got yeah. to be in the mood yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean sex education it should be a whole subject the communicating like how to communicate with your partner yeah. Yeah, also toys should be spoken about in yeah, sex education because like, how are we supposed to know what we are even interested in what we should go for what does what like they're all so different as you said like you might get something that you pay a lot of money for and it just doesn't even work for you mm-hmm. but again like pop culture stuff that we grew up watching was like American Pie, where you know you yeah. find the 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 parents' sex toys in a dusty back cupboard, and it's like, <laughs> oh god, no, this is so embarrassing, mm-hmm. and it's that kind of narrative, like like Rachel's sexy book in Friends, it's it's she's kind yes. of dragged over hot coals for having it, and she's trying <laughs> to like you know be like, it's, there's nothing wrong with a woman enjoying a sexy book, but it's still it's, yeah. it's just a sexy book, like. Yeah. The stuff that's available is just not ever talked about. Can you give us your one piece of advice that if you could look back, talk to your younger self, maybe when 
you were Michelle and Skins, what advice would you give yourself when it comes to sex and relationships? Wow, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I think probably probably don't be scared of asking the questions. Mm, yeah. yeah. Like, just to anybody. Don't be yeah. scared to ask people to expand on the stuff that they give you because often it's, you know, if it's your parents, there's a weird, like, embarrassment barrier. If it's teachers, yeah. it's even more embarrassing. Friends, you know, you can't help but fall down the comparison trap and you're like, well, that's not what what's happening for me. Mm-hmm. But then don't stop. Be like, okay, well, why isn't that happening for me? So tell me how you get to your place so that I can see how I can relate what I'm doing to that. I just, I think don't like don't be scared of being inquisitive and that's across mm-hmm. the board in terms of relationships identity like that those conversations sexuality exactly um i would say it's okay to have the questions yeah i always find it really quite emotional looking back and like trying to visualize your younger self oh so sad oh my god what would i do to make you feel better Mm. just a hug just want to give my little self a hug (laughs) i always and again i I didn't really start wanting to give myself a hug because i was so like i guess ashamed of her and what like what she was doing i know but but until I started doing Are You Michelle from Skins, I didn't realise yeah. that I actually had so much empathy for that person who was so brave and so, like, just w- wanting so much to be yeah. an actor and just do the best possible job. You that, probably... That's the bravest thing to, like, jump straight into. Like, for your, that was, I, like, I your never first thought job. about it at the time. I never thought yeah. I'm being really brave. I just thought, great, this is my first job as an actor. Cool, I'm off now. I'm on the mm-hmm. road. Yeah. and mm. i just got on with everything they asked me to do what a first job though yeah like actually hell. jumping in right at the deep end mm-hmm. yeah. wow and i've the, never managed the to come close double to deep since. end is, <laughs> i mean what they yeah what they've asked what they must have asked you to do at that age i think is just in insane you know even in the the show sex education they have a uh, what was it? Uh, an intimacy coordinator on set to make sure that yeah. both people are okay and to actually yeah, make sure that the the sex looks real and right, and if everyone's happy, and they, I, I cannot imagine they would have had that back then. I mean, I I actually get really emotional talking about that side of it mm-hmm. now and how much it's changed mm-hmm. because I remember watching an interview with um, Paul Mescal from Normal People, and he was asked the question, "What was it like, you know, performing sex scenes, and what, what how do you feel like your parents would have seen, you know, those kind of yeah. questions?" Mm-hmm. And he said, um, "Empowered." Oh wow! Oh, nice. It makes me like I want to cry just having that response. I and he is a man, of course, and he identifies as a man, so he would have had a very different experience to mm-hmm. his counterpart in the scene. But I would like to think that that was across the board. How they set up that whole interaction between those two actors was for them both to feel empowered, and yeah. that is something I definitely missed. And oh. and and I would say is probably only just becoming more commonplace in the last sort of year, year yeah. and a half. Um, did you what how did you feel when other people saw skins like um, your like people you knew your family again i don't think i was like i mean i've put i have like locked a lot of it away so Mm -hmm. like actually finding those memories is really difficult for me to actually be able to relate it to you but i would say um a lot of it was like (laughs) how embarrassing i'll just calm that off and like oh don't look at this bit guys (laughs) and then not really thinking about the I guess it was just too worrying to think about how people were yeah. actually seeing it. And again, yeah. I was talking to one of my friends when I was about to start doing the the Instagram live. I was like, "What? Like, what are your memories of that time?" Because I had hidden mine so deep down that I need you to help me access them. And she was yeah. like, "To be honest, we just thought you were okay. We just thought like you were getting on with it, and and to our detriment, none of us ever asked." Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being there and doing skins because I think you empowered so many people and uh, mm-hmm. like the way that they viewed sex wow so yeah I, think, I mean I can't like... take full credit for that but thank you <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so earlier we asked our listeners on Instagram what question they wanted to ask April. And we have, April, how much of a crush do you have on Dakota Blue Richards and is it reciprocated? I love that someone has asked this because 
I have, I'm really in my infancy with my relationship with Dakota, but I feel like we are so connected because we've had an experience that we were both part of at such a young age. But basically Dakota was in the last generation of Skins and I Mm -hmm. interviewed her for my show and we just like really imprinted on each other. And I think it was really the first time that she'd ever sort of spoken about her time on Skins and some of the things that happened to her. And she, mm. it was a, it was definitely the first time that she'd felt like she could say what she wanted without necessarily protecting the integrity of the show. And uh, and we just sort of really connected, and then we realised we both lived in the same city. And I'd say oh. now I just I don't really go a week without hanging out with her in some way. And oh, amazing! So, so nice. in that sense, we are in love officially. Like yeah, officially <laughs> in love. That's beautiful. This person like, ask, asking that question is going to shit themselves. Yeah. How did they know? How did this person know? I guess maybe you had like a really like nice chemistry on that interview you did with her. Mm. Yeah, I think so. And also like, I mean, my, the people at our gym, like we now go to the same gym as well. So they always take the piss out of us. And they're like, Are you, do you come as a duo now? <laughs> <laughs> That's nice though. That's so cute. Also, just like a funny one to end on, someone says, will there be a Skins reboot slash Skins movie? Imagine. Could you imagine? Oh my goodness. I ask this all the time and I wish Ah. I could give people the answer they want, but like, it would be really weird. Actually, like, actually thinking about it, Mm -hmm. it would be so weird because it would never be what everyone wanted it to be. The pressure would be so intense. It's like, I always think that about the Friends reunion. Like, it's not going to be the characters that you remember seeing 20 years ago. I mean, I'm here for Skins Reboot if they ever want to do that. Right then, guys, my favourite bit of the podcast is a little game we've come up with called Come or Done, which is we're going to ask our lovely guest, April, um, a, a thing, and you have to choose whether that makes you come or whether you're done, like done with it. Like, no, that's not okay. Basically hot or not, but like cooler, you know? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, our first one is flavoured condoms. Done. Yeah. Done. Yeah, so done with flavoured condoms. <laughs> why were they even why were they even made? Why were they created? They're just they so upset gross. the pH balance so badly. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. god. Thrush every time. And it's like what? So yes, I understand the idea behind them and sucking a dick with a condom on is probably safer than not in terms of STIs, but no one neither of us want that. No no person wants that. And also it never tastes like the flavour it says it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like sort of chemicals. Yeah, but purple blueberry, and you're like, ow, this actually burns my tongue. This is not okay. <laughs> done, done, done. Uniforms. Ooh. Do you know what's weird is that immediately, because we've had a, like a weird conversation about, not weird, but a conversation about being girls from girls' schools, I immediately thought of my own school uniform and was like, done. <laughs> oh, no and way. And then I realised that that actually could mean uniforms in any capacity, like in any terms form. of... You know, and I would yeah. say I would say come in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a favorite uniform in mind? I will get you going. I, I think is it really cliche to say fireman? No, definitely not. It's they are so hot. Not. Oh my goodness! In yeah. the fireman's truck as well because they're big Always and beautiful and be red. Mm-hmm. Also, Always I would say um, air host. Yes, air hostess is oh, male or female or both. There. Both. Both. What about pilot? <laughs> Pilot, 100%. I mean, yeah. let's just be honest, across the board, uniforms, let's go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Mm. All, all NHS workers as well, I'm down 100%. for. 100%, yeah, 100%. Yes. Um, PDA, <laughs> public displays of affection. Oh my God, I longed for it in my long-term relationship and I was with somebody who just did not, just oh. did not engage. Like, no hand-holding, just nothing. What? And not so, even hand-holding? Yeah, luckily me and my husband snog all day long in front of anyone who will watch us. So. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, that's so good. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, having said that, I have been known to be in a club and been like, God, get a room. Yes. <laughs> it's always the hypocrites. So it's fine for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fine for me, but it's not fine for anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> all right, food play or sploshing? And sploshing, they're the same thing. Um, I, I'd say probably done. Same, same. So yeah, into that. 
I mean, it's it's fun and gimmicky, but that's about as far as it goes. When you're actually thinking about, it's the concern about the cleanup for me. Like, I I couldn't enjoy it whilst it was happening because I'd just be thinking, oh god, there's a bit that's gone on a thing that was it wasn't supposed to go on. And Mm -hmm. yes, you can get all kinds of amazing covers for your bed, and like you can (laughs) you can put cling film all over the whole living room. But still, Uh that you you're gonna have you're gonna be finding some jam somewhere. It shouldn't be. Maybe maybe it's just laziness. I don't want to clean up after this. Like I'm right. done. Right. I'm just scared it's for like, my pH levels. Like if someone yeah. wants to stick a, like a chocolate bar up my v- vagina, like I'm not up for that. No yeah. cream as well. Although I've had cream eaten off the nips before. That seems to be okay. Just, just suck yeah, the just nipples suck without anything on them. Yeah. But like, Reed, does that actually do it for you? No, no. See, I'm just thinking the about thing. I'm thinking about the cream and the mess and like the yeah. fact that now my tit has loads of cream in its pores. Like yeah. I'm not okay with that. No, right. And no matter how good you lick it, there's still going to be some lactose left on there, and you could yeah. you could react to that. Yeah, it might smell cheesy later when it's like yeah. not washed off. You know, Ew. <laughs> that's not for you, hun. That's for them. <laughs> um, and last but not least, uh, pegging. Uh, if you if you want to talk about this but you don't have to um i would say that there are that like there are some of the most beautiful harnesses i've ever seen and i think you can get some amazing dildos to go in harnesses and i think the fact that that's an option for people regardless of gender is a beautiful thing right and um there is something very sexy about the option the Mm. option yes or pegging Yeah. yeah so is that is that a come or done that's a come, yeah. It's got to be a come. Yeah. 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 Nice one. Well, yeah, that concludes our little sex game. Thank you. God, for... I feel like a politician. That was such a good answer. <laughs> it was, was so really yeah, good It was so respectful. And like, I'm not going to give too much information. Such but... a politician. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's time for us to fuck off. No. But we're no. Good time. I feel like Aww. we were just getting into it. <laughs> Yeah, it was juicy. I like. I want to play that game all the time. It's so yeah, you fun. should definitely play that game more often. I should play that game just on my own. <laughs> <laughs> like, little, Those like, are the kind of cards. questions they should ask you in school. Yes, uh, and thank you so much for being so like open and honest. And mm. we've definitely learned hell about you and acting and what that does for your actual personal sex life. It's such an interesting. Um, yeah, interesting viewpoint. Well, thanks yeah. for asking me on because I don't think I would have ever really dialed into what that is for me, and it's only ever going to be a good thing, isn't it? So <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. that's you guys. Yeah, keep doing you. what you're doing because it's so fantastic. It's just so thank brilliant. You. Thank you. Keep Yay. doing what you're doing as well because I yeah. am loving this IGTV series. You need your own podcast. I yeah, know, but guys, it's a lot harder than it than you're making it look. Than it, than it sounds. <laughs> so. Like it's it yeah. I thought I could think like sing the theme tune, write the theme tune. I need I need a Winnie in my life. Like that's, oh, that's yeah. what Winnie, I need. Winnie, Winnie, Winnie is our life. To be fair, like this podcast would be shit without Winnie and Jack. So shout out to our team. Yeah, exactly. I need I need a team. So I think I want to you know I want to get like mm. I, I want to get to a point where I'm like okay, this is a thing. Like I can yeah. do. This is actually a thing that people want to see and listen to. And mm-hmm. yeah, and ultimately that would be the goal. But. We'll yeah baby yeah. um where can our curious fuckers find you oh god i wish i was quick enough to think of something really cool okay well then i'll just have to do the normal things like at yeah. april j pearson on instagram uh... <laughs> tell us what's happening what's going on in your life what's coming yeah. up what's new so um there's a film called tucked on netflix that i would really love everyone yes. to watch it, um, it's amazing we, we actually it. me and reed watched that together together holding hands it. Oh, it's, it's, so such, good. it's such a special movie and um yeah it i did the the makeup for that movie and i'm in did you studio. that's amazing yeah, yeah so oh. it's a real like it was a real achievement across the board but for me it was it's quite special because of uh the aspect of having to suddenly learn how to do drag makeup and drag yeah. makeup that would be you know that would that somebody in their 80s would put on themselves yeah. so uh it's a lovely um intergenerational love story about a friendship that blossoms between an old drag queen and a young drag queen in mm-hmm. in brighton and it's i would urge everyone to watch it um and, and, you're then, in it. and i'm in it yeah i'm in a scene <laughs> <laughs> the best scene but i am only in a scene <laughs> um and then I've, there's a, another film which is um on video on demand called making tracks that we shot uh, in 2017 when you were allowed to go around yeah. Europe and it's a it's a comedy about a couple who 
interestingly are in a rut and they think how can we excite our relationship and they try uh, a trip uh, an interrailing trip around Europe and it's about the kind of little comedy vignettes that happen whilst they're on their journey Mm, Um, amazing lots of uh nakedness in that one not from my part because they didn't pay me enough obviously <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, of course. <laughs> um but yeah there's there's some interesting there's some yeah interesting things that your listeners might be interested in oh, uh, and then yeah just just check out the the instagram show it's every mm-hmm. monday eight o'clock um i'm interviewing some really uh cool people not just actors but other mm. creatives so i'm a little bit out of my comfort zone this time around but that's the place you learn to swim yeah amazing and, and definitely like look back at all the previous episodes they are really good so what was what was your social handle again it's april j pearson amazing perfect it's not on twitter but no one cares about twitter and and thank you so much for being uh our first cherry popping person to do the new format it's been so fun yeah thank thank you you so so much guys Mm. it was thanks for for communicating with me and asking me the whole way through if i liked it or not it was a really good first time (laughs) first time (laughs) communication it was that that hack you gave us you just made sure i was comfortable the whole way through and i could tell you if i didn't want anything and it was just yeah (laughs) (laughs) that that is so good okay well thank you everyone for listening this has been a great episode please leave a rating or review on apple podcasts if you can and what else do we say we say we we, subscribe yeah yes subscribe subscribe to the podcast how did i forget that Or follow it if you're on Spotify, um, as well as check out our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Find us on Instagram at Come Curious. I don't know what's that cat at Come Curious and read Amber X and Florence Bark. And we also have a Patreon now, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so if you want to pledge and you get to hear loads of private, detailed information from exclusive. Florence and I. Um, yeah, very exclusive. So yeah, check that out. And again, check out April's amazing stuff. It's uh, definitely go give her a follow. And again, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been good. Thank you. You will hear us next week. Curious fuckers. Mm. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.